Welcome to the 40th episode of A Breath of Song. I'm so glad you chose to do this today, which is extra special because Maura Smiley is joining us for a songwriter conversation. Hi, Maura, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Patricia. We are here to find powerful wellness, one song at a time. Trust me, your voice is just the ticket for this. I'm coming to you straight from my home in what is now called Thetford, Vermont, on the unceded lands of the Abenaki. And Maura, tell us where you're calling from. I am also on the unceded lands of the Abenaki, and this is now called Bristol, Vermont. All of our voices will turn up as they are today. And no matter what, we can feel the connection to our breath and vibration in our body. Let's find how good it can feel to sing. Last week, I shared Mora's song, Stand in That River. Today, Mora will be teaching us another beautiful song of hers called? Well, I think it's called Render a Remedy. Render a Remedy. Fabulous. We will learn it slowly so it can settle inside you and you can begin to trust it as a resource. Let it move you into a state of flow. Then we get to enjoy a conversation with Mora and we'll close out with the song again at the end. You'll always be able to find this episode on the website, abreathofsong.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, and listen as many times as you'd like. So let's start with a good yawn stretch. Oh, Ooh, maybe roll your shoulders a bit. Stretch into your back, whatever feels good. You may have just heard my cat sneeze. <laughs> and let your body start to hum as you're moving. Hmm. 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 And feel the breath moving in and out. Start to notice how it can expand your ribs. And stretch into your back. Let it release your face your lips, soften your jaw. And let's do some oohs and ahs just sliding up and down your slippery spine. turn it over to you to share the song the brand new song <laughs> I'm excited and and really nervous because I'm sharing with you guys and and with Patricia this song that's not done yet and I have had such a pleasure working on it with a loop pedal and so I'm gonna sort of share the process of it with you um, first maybe I'll show you it's just a really short loop and the story behind it is that I sang the melody into my f phone uh, a couple of weeks ago. And that melody is... Um, render, mm, 
a remedy. So that's the key to the whole thing. And when I brought it to my loop pedal, I wanted to build stuff around it. And I encourage you, this is sort of like, I, I think I came up with this partly thinking about Patricia's podcast, you know, because it's about healing and about um, becoming some part of some solution, <laughs> you know, something that um, moves us toward um toward each other and toward feeling better so that encourages you as a listener to to also make up your own parts um and eventually this song will have verses and will have um kind of a through line in a story but for the moment it is actually a lot about the chant uh that i sometimes wish i could sing uh, maybe in the morning or something to, to soothe myself, um, especially when I'm full of doubt. So um, I'm going to start out with a um, with just a little um, that was sorry, that was my microphone getting hit by my piano, but um, with a little repeated chant that I'd love you to join me on. Um, and it starts on B flat. So it goes. Each day you, uh, each day you, oh, uh, each, sorry, I'm just forgetting now how it goes. <laughs> oh yeah, you make. So it goes, each day you make a little light. So it goes, one. Each day you make a little light. 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 That's the whole thing. So I'm kind of doing four of those in a row. And we could have its uh, sister harmony just a third above. Each day you make a little light. 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 And just a step above that too for a full chord we have each day and each day and each day two three four each day you make a little light 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 cool so those are things that we can return to um in the texture so um you've heard the beginning melody that Mm, render a remedy and then you have this chant each day you make a little light and there's a more melodic version of this as well so you have those chants that just stay on one note and then a more melodic version of that is each day you make a little light 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 
Each day you make a little light. 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 So that's that one. So that goes underneath that set of notes that you just do pulsing and don't change a note. Each day you make a little light. So I'm going to actually put that on and let's see if we can record all those in the loop pedal. So each day you make a little light. 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 So you have those three, and then I'm going to add in these other parts that I've shown you, and that I'm going to sing um, the each day you make that one. So actually I'm going to stop and I'm going to start again, just to make sure I'm at the beginning. Two, three, four, each day make a little light. Each day oh, you make a little light. Each day 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 you make. A little light each day you make a little light. And then we have mm, render mm, a remedy. my kind of calling voices there. I'll sing those for you so you can add those if you want. If you don't feel like singing lyrics. <laughs> so. Ah, ah, 
bit along to this. We'll do it a couple more times. A little playing, just that a little bit. That is yummy. That is really yummy. <laughs> I think it's going to be something good. You know, I think it's yeah. still got it's just it's got that first those first little legs that just want to dance in place. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if we could um, if we could do it again right off. If you have energy for it, if we could do it again mm-hmm. right off. And this time, because now we kind of know the different parts, maybe without the the guiding, yeah, um, just bring the parts in one at a time, yeah, and let cool. us sing along and join, and yeah. let us give us a chance to really get lost in it, because it seems like a beautiful space to get lost in. Yeah, cool. Okay, so let's start with this. Just one note that we're gonna sing, and we're singing the words. Each day we make a little light. 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 Each day we make a little light.
Each day we make a little light. Each day we make a little light. Each day we make a little light. Each day we make a little light. Each day we make a little light. Each day we make a little light. Each day we make a little light. Each day we make a little light. Each day we make a little Each day we make a little 
start fading it down. Thank you. That whole idea of a remedy, that whole idea of making a little bit of light each day. You know, I started, I describe A Breath of Song as being a podcast about sharing songs that help us uncover the wellness that's already there inside of us. I remember reading that. So I love that, you know, I love what you're doing. And I think this song might have sprung from thinking about talking with you. Then I take it from that, that maybe your experience of singing is a healing experience. Is that true? Yeah. I, I, I think um, my voice has always been my protector, even since I was little. And um, it was always very strong and bright and loud and piercing. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sure really annoying to some people and, and also a guide. <laughs> Um, and so I think, yeah, it even stayed strong through my 20s when I was getting really sick with Crohn's disease and I, I could rely upon it to keep going. Mm. Um, mm. And as I think about it now, I realize that my voice has been a helper to me and it was like a physical manifestation of being able to fight off sadness and fear and um, and then I think it's more recently that I've discovered that it's really also um, a way, you know, it expresses my heart, my heart, of course. Are your memories of singing before you were diagnosed with Crohn's or before it started appearing and then afterward, are they very different? Did it feel different in your body at all? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I think for a long time there was, and I, and I talk about this. Um, I've I've sort of tried to express this in some songs, but I think that I, at some point, severed my mind-body connection and had a really strong will to. Um, to do things that maybe my nervous system or my my body was uncomfortable with you know things like staying up really late dry you know just all the things you do as a as a young musician and I took risks and I think I pushed myself um despite my body's warnings and I I would say when I was younger, there wasn't that sort of separation between mind and body um, as much. But I was also, I had a, I, I was scared a lot as a kid, I think, but also I, I was defiant against that. And my voice is such an expression of that, I feel. It's a bright, strong, pushing voice. And I think only in my 30s and my 40s now is it starting to be lots of other things too. That's interesting because I, having listened to your earlier music as well, I can hear that description as bright and strong and it seemed to be a really good fit for Balkan music and the, um, the edge, sort of right on the edge and just holding that edge. Yeah. But I wouldn't have said that about what you just sang with yeah. us 
at all. Right. Yeah. And I think there were other traditions that were tapping into the the more melancholy, the more vulnerable, I would say Irish singing started feeling expressive of that um, early on. And, um, and yeah, for sure, in the right in making songs and making new songs, being a composer and a songwriter, you get to try to come from the softness within Mm -hmm. or whatever is within (laughs) so that's that's um probably part of me sharing today something that's not finished that's um just a just a seed of an idea that has a really a lot of tenderness in it you have immersed yourself really deeply in so many different folk traditions Mm. appalachian irish eastern european and you combine this yeah, with those fluency three. and with knowledge in early music as well and experimental new music. And you have this huge breadth mm. as a composer and as an artist. I'm wondering what you were following as you went into those different traditions. Mm. I was being useful to other people in in some cases being a singer was 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 being an important part of a building you know like it was it was showing up and being a strong member of the chorus yeah um that was a lot of it and and then also expressing i think i was i was following the the fearlessness that i heard in folk traditions that um unsentimental expressionist almost expressionist way of using song to talk about the everyday and not to be precious about it and i think that you know as a musician as a sort of what i call orthodox musician I need to have surprise, like music needs to deliver for me surprise, fineness, something that like tickles my the mm-hmm. unexpected. And I think that has been a driving force for me. What, what I, I'm seeking that. I'm seeking those things. Beautiful. Yeah. And how beautiful to feel that your voice is a, is a gift and a, a gateway. Yeah, it is true. That's that's a lucky (laughs) that is a gift yeah what is tell us one of the earliest song memories that you have Mm. okay so one of them is sitting at the piano and making up a song about a postman a postman and (laughs) flowers and and cake important things (laughs) all important things yeah very important (laughs) things to like a six-year-old so that was one of my first memories um and another one was a couple years later when i heard a children's chorus from yaroslavl um and yaroslavl siberia was the sister city to burlington and there during the children's art exchange between russia and the u.s there was an exchange of 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 choruses um and i was transfixed by these young singers and um and that kind of changed the course of my life even before i met the wonderful northern harmony village harmony 
crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the first sound that you usually make in the morning now? I was thinking about this today because I wake up before my partner Seamus, Seamus Egan. He is a multi-instrumentalist and his creative time is in at night. So I often will end up going to sleep a little before and waking up a little before. And so I'm pretty quiet in the morning um, so as not mm-hmm. to, you know, disturb. And so I've been longing for and dreaming of making a space <laughs> where I can just howl <laughs> and do whatever I want. <laughs> so maybe this spring and summer I'm going to build that space. Um, yeah, because I think that's what I would really like to do mm. is have a sort of um yeah a place to play i've heard from people who listen to this podcast who say to me i've had to stop listening to your podcast you know at x time because my family is around and they're all like what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> and um and yeah. yeah it's it's really interesting how our voices are these they're such an intimate instrument but they also they in they are present to other people they make sound right they make noise yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they are and and in intimate spaces mm-hmm. often, you know. And I was thinking about that um in light of talking with you today. I watched a show last night of, that talked about factory the there was a huge pottery industry in in the UK. And one of the women who did hand painting on these ceramics said well, yes, it was really long hours. We were very exacting, but we had song. We could sing together. And there was sort of pictures of these giant mm. rooms of people working on pottery. And I was like, oh, I wish that I could hear that sound. Um, and we don't all sing together these days that much. I think that used to maybe happen a bit more. That instead of, you know, somebody saying, oh, I had to turn the podcast off. Um, because my family was there, maybe the family <laughs> would have joined in. But we're sort of not at that point right now with with music, you know, with singing, I would say. Maybe if we turned on a pop song and everybody would be like, yeah, I'm going to sing along to that. And I've got some dance moves, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there's a whole genre, there's a genre, I don't know if you really call it a genre, but there's work songs, using songs to to feed your work and to make work go by faster and to yeah. set a communal rhythm. And it's hard to come up with work songs for computers, you know, for typing on the computer yeah. and editing <laughs> stuff. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> you can't yeah. really type in time or whatever. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's like you would have to do, yeah, I don't know. It's more like you would have to create little uh, step dances underneath the mm. desk <laughs> <Yes>. instead. <laughs> so what are yeah. some of the ways mm. you take care of yourself other than singing? Mm. I had, before the pandemic started, I started taking dance classes with a woman named Linda McEwen, and I've continued to do that on Zoom. And the thing I love about these dance classes, they're really simple choreography, but she mu- she moves very beautifully. So she's very inspiring. And I, it just never fails to make me grin. I'm always finding a crazy grin on my face halfway through. So um, that's one way. It's been pretty consistent. I love that that's movement. It's really interesting because you, your arrangement of Hari Ledbetter's song, Bring Me Little Water, Sylvie, yeah. incorporates body percussion. 
I understand by Evie yeah. Evie Laden. Yeah. It's a huge hit yeah. in the choral world. It's got a wide, wide variety of groups, right? Uh, children's choruses sing it. The U.S. Navy band Sea Chanters covered it, did a great yep. YouTube video of it. Universities, professional yeah. groups. And, and I did it with my chorus in 2016. And the body percussion, the movement was so intimidating for many chorus members. When I first introduced it, <laughs> yeah. they were like, what? We are going to do what? Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> and they loved it by the end, yeah. by the time we got to the end. But yeah. it was definitely difficult for people to feel comfortable and relaxed. Yeah. And yeah. I'm wondering, you know, when I watch your videos and, and see you moving, you have such an easy physical presence and body awareness mm, thank that I you. see. Has that always been the case? Mm. Has that developed for you as you've done dance? What what helps you connect with and trust your own body? Yeah, I, you know, I am, I think I would say that I have some coordination, <laughs> but I am not, I wouldn't say I'm athletic. And dance for me has always been intimidating because I, if I get into a class, I don't learn the choreography quickly. Somehow my brain scrambles people's movements and I become really, f I, I have trouble with sh weight shifting and that kind of thing. So I really get, I get stuff wrong. And so I, I guess I've always had some small level of grace, but I think I also, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a kinetic learner necessarily, mm. or maybe it's that it, the visuals, yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but I think for me, the reason maybe that I got to bring body percussion deeper into the choral world was that I wasn't great at it. And so I, but I had some small measure of grace that I could break it down for others and make them feel like maybe they could do it too, even if they hadn't been, you know, if they're not kinetic learners or, or dancers. So do you find yourself bringing that kind of, of, understanding of what it's like to not have something come easily into your work with yeah. singers when you work with different choruses of all different levels and skills have yeah. you found that that's informed the way that you work with other singers yeah I think I have definitely had enough teaching throughout my life or that where I've been asked to teach throughout my life that I have absolute authentic empathy with any trouble <laughs> with singing and with you know moving I it, it's I there is no judgment I mean some I guess what would happen to me as a teacher sometimes is that I get impatient with a lack of commitment a lack of being willing to go to the edge um, that's where I find myself being flustered as a teacher with somebody or with a group but yeah, I can, I, I relate strongly to not being able to do things. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like you also have, have really, have a history of, of really pushing through. I mean, living with Crohn's disease, yeah. you have to be in physical discomfort. I'm, I am assuming from my friends mm -hmm. at, who have it, you're in physical discomfort yeah. a fair bit of the time. So trying to navigate yeah. that being willing to step out anyway. Yeah, 
I think for me, uh, it was, I had a lucky, I had a lucky, actually it was during singing uh, and, and from a, a choir leader that handed me a book that said, hey, uh, you should try maybe doing this diet, which really restricts, basically restricts carbohydrates. But that was the, that was the real healing factor. But I would say you're right. I have learned to persist um, sometimes to my detriment, but I think to sort of push through and try to learn has been my MO. And so actually, because of that, on the flip side, I love to improvise and I love to feel like I'm free to just work with the tools that I already have and Mm -hmm. just play. Um, So I really encourage that too and I want to have more of that in my life yeah Yeah. you have sung with a roster of amazing artists I honestly Maura I don't I don't read people's biographies during the show because I want to spend time with your individual voice right and so with your yeah with your relationship with your voice so I don't do that and it's a good thing because if I did that, I would be so intimidated. I probably couldn't talk after it was done. <laughs> you just have this incredible roster of artists you've sung with. Do you have? Uh, I've yeah. been lucky. Well, they've been lucky yeah. too. <laughs> do you have? <laughs> do you ever have days when you don't feel good about your voice? And if you do, how do you reset, yeah. or what do you do to move through that time? Yeah, it's a that's such a good question. And yes, I of course do. Part of the challenge of being a singer is that your instrument is your body. And so I also discovered by being sick at the very sort of bottom. And I I would say I I have to say I'm I'm feeling pretty much healed from Crohn's, although that's the kind of thing that could come back. But when I was really sick, I really started to see how much willpower and how much energy it takes to sing. So I think I am learning only in the last few years to rest. Mm-hmm. That rest is actually part of the job. So that's the way that I reset is I sleep. And um, and I also just, I think another way that I can get knocked back is that I want my voice to make a difference Mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like it doesn't that there's no ability for um for me to yeah I think that that I feel my my smallness sometimes and then I start to feel unable to to sing um then people kind of bring me out of that I think also just the pandemic was really bad for that in that I didn't get to interact with other people's bodies and that really is helpful to me that when I'm in a room with other people's bodies that are in the act of singing in the act of finding joy um, focusing that is so healing to me and so in the pandemic I actually actually felt like a worse singer than I had in in many years Mm -hmm. so realizing that the kinetic the importance of that connection in person was really helpful for me to not feel bad about my voice my chorus was made of people of who didn't consider themselves singers necessarily 
mm -hmm. um, who wouldn't self-identify as a singer. But the experience of being in a room with each other and having voices support each other, and there's, you feel the vibrations, the physical, just the physics of sound, the overtones in the room, mm -hmm. and the way that your body responds. Our bodies want to be in tune with each other. And there's something yeah. very, very satisfying about that. Yeah, and I think that the body percussion really lends itself to that too, because it, we we move together. It's an entrainment mm, yeah. that feels good, yeah. feels nice. Yeah. So during the pandemic, one of the things that you did, thinking about your voice making a difference in other ways as well, in 2021, you did an interview with Braver Angels. Oh yeah. Which is a group that tries to bridge the partisan divide by promoting conversations between people who identify as blue and people who identify as red, right? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I'll put a link in the show notes to the interview. Um, and you identified as a progressive liberal in the course of that interview. Mm -hmm. And the questions were from a host who identified as solidly conservative. Could you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you and, and what made you choose to accept the interview offer? Mm. It was such a, a, a wonderful uh, way into that. My friend Micah Handler, who runs the Jerusalem Youth Chorus, has been associated with Braver Angels and suggested the link between us. And I initially felt myself to be nervous about it. Um, my assistant actually found an article and as we were looking, you know, to do the interview that connected that organization to somebody that was that had beliefs that were that I was strongly against um and but then we had a conversation about that and the conversation was so quality was so good um that I thought okay I need to this is a this is a perfect e exercise for me to learn more to not just be um so emotional and about my beliefs and to step back from them because I'm going to be more useful if I can do that and so I'm just at the beginning of that but I believe strongly in that active conversation that Braver Angels represents. So many of us wish to change our world to be more inclusive and more equitable and because COVID threatened people's safety, um, I think, it seems to have divided people even more deeply. Yeah. People who ordinarily managed to get along have found themselves angry and confused by the choices other people have made. Yes. And there's so much conflicting advice and information about what the best course of action is. And um, as someone who has a, a deep history of gathering diverse people in single rooms, mm. Hmm. What do you see as next steps as we're coming into the spring of 2022? We're two years away from the first lockdown. Yeah. Well, I have a project that I'm really excited about pushing forward. And it, uh, the working title is The Pool. It's it's going to be a song cycle, but it's going to be very crowdsourced. So I'm going to write it. It's basically about... It's questioning, asking questions and telling stories, coming up with some stories uh, about our relationship with identity and virtual life, virtual life and our, our, 
our devices, okay. our phones, and making uh, a song cycle that tells these stories also perhaps, re- and I, I think I want to do this, referencing these four Greek characters of Narcissus, Nemesis, Tiresias, and Echo. Now, Narcissus, I, I am referencing maybe most obviously because I think of our devices, our phones, our social media as like the new pool, mm-hmm. the new new gazing mm-hmm. pool, mm-hmm. you know, like Narcissus couldn't tear himself away from this pool. I, I've started working with this group called Kaleidoscope, uh, which is a very intentionally diverse classical music, classical vocal ensemble. And so we'll do the first work of the concert that will premiere this, but also each of us will be working with our students and getting stories about identity and the confusion of the virtual world and finding truth and uh, finding sources and that all that that practice that we have to do now as human beings. Um, so this is the way I'm trying to go forward is with a project that I collaborate with uh, people of diverse ages and colors and um, backgrounds and try to make some art from from it. That sounds beautiful. That sounds beautiful. It's very exciting. <laughs> Thank you. I know it sounds like a crazy mess. Also, it sounds huge. Think, it sounds like a huge cool. thing yeah. to pull together. So um, yeah. I'm curious, how do you, in this age of social media, where it's no longer about albums, and since the pandemic, it's no longer about concert halls, filling concert halls, was how do yeah. you evaluate your own work? You know, there's sales, there's YouTube. Such hits, a good... You know, what, oh my gosh! And it's, at some point, that just kind exactly. of drives you crazy, right? I mean, I know from watching my oh, podcast, it's which is minuscule, right? But I yeah. still, it's so addictive you to watch, watch the, numbers. the numbers and to say, "Oh wow, 180 people have listened to that episode." And, yeah. You know, and how do you yeah. step away from that to where you're really looking at the work itself? <sighs> this is the big question. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's part of what I want to address in the pool, in this song cycle, and 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 the gathering of stories. Because I want to hear other people and their solutions and their confusion about this, like what you're talking about. Because I, one of my stories is that I feel like I've gone on what I call a bender. I feel like I've gone <laughs> on a bender after I release a single. Because you spend this weird time looking at numbers and trying to think, measuring your value almost entirely by these numbers (laughs) it's just it's a really weird it's a really weird thing and I don't know if we our brains are equipped for this to to be able to separate you know IRL in real life value from this other value especially as artists that are supposed to be pleasing other people or informing or attracting other people to you to your work so it's a really deep question. And um, I mean, I think the thing that keeps me grounded is is doing things like being outdoors and being around people and fighting through my introversion to go and hang out with people and letting myself, my feelings get hurt, you know, in, in real time, in real places. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I think that is... Um, that's that's all I know thus far, but I think I'll I'll be hearing a lot more 
ideas in the coming year. Well, I look forward to hearing them. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Because, because yeah. I think it's a, it's a real, yeah. I think also that we can, you know, and, and some of your other guests are so wonderful in this way. Like I'm thinking of Lissa and just remembering the local mm. um, as we feel. I think that anybody who has sort of a liberal mindset has been, has had some real heartbreak in the last months. And so we have to find other ways to be strong, to be leaders, to have agency. And so doing work on the local level is feeling appealing to me. I'm going to start a community chorus here in uh, sort of middle north Vermont Mm -hmm. um, and just try that for 12 weeks and feel what that feels like to me. And and also there's a refugee organization that's nearby that I want to get in touch with and volunteer with. So those are kind of the things that occur to me to to get out of the numbers and the yeah yeah to get into the real people yeah connection are there other projects that you have right now that you're excited about that you'd like to share my mind has been so on this song cycle the pool that i haven't really it sounds big enough to take up a yeah. whole mind <laughs> it's been big yeah but i think the other things are um well continuing to work on a solo show which sort of makes me very very um easy to travel i i can offer something in all kinds of situations so working on that to do what i wish to do because i feel uh in the in the solo shows thus far that i haven't hit my stride as far as the balance of of things i want to express so that's something I, i am excited to work on um and and then I've got some commissions coming in from some professional choirs that will keep me busy across the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And in in the next month, I'm going to have my secular liturgy premiered by Craig Hella Johnson. Um, and Conspirare. yeah, in it, I, I did write for Conspirare, but this is with another group he directs called the Cincinnati Vocal, Ensemble, Vocal Arts Ensemble. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's a, that was a big project that I'm excited to hear. Yeah. 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 Yay. Yay. And I, I did a song. Well, I don't even know if I should say this. I'll whisper it. But Lissa has a, a record coming out. Lissa Schneckenberger has a record coming out. And I have um, something to do with something on there. So <laughs> that's fun. That's local and, and, and delightful. Okay. Are you set to go into lightning round questions? Oh, yes. That's right. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay, So these go relatively fast. Okay. Here we go. What's an album that was really important to you? Um, Night Song by Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. What's your favorite soup? Mm, I love all soups, but carrot ginger. What is your favorite replacement curse word so that <laughs> Apple won't come down on us and you know take away our family-friendly rating? Uh, I think I say shaisa sometimes. Um, mm. Seamus says sure. dag sometimes, dag instead of damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so shaisa. Yeah. What's a sound that you feel strongly about? Mm, I feel strongly about the calling voice. So... Uh, that wild outdoor way of singing. Can you demo it? Mm. Hey, 
Yeah, something like that. Okay. Or Across even the fancier. Alps. Yep, Alps. Mountains are, are very, are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who is an artist that you wish more people listened to? Um, Sharon Nova comes to mind. She has a, a project called My Brightest Diamond, uh, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, Sharon Nova. Wonderful. And of course, there will be links to all of these things in the show notes so that people can follow up with them. Cool. Before we close, where can people go to find your music and follow your project? Thank you for asking. And I have a, a website that's my name, M-O-I-R-A-S-M-I-L-E-Y, so morasmiley.com. And you can also find me on social media. And those, those are all under my, my name, just M-O-I-R-A-S-M-I-L-E-Y. Um, yeah, and you can find all kinds of things there. Sheet music and hoodies and water bottles. <laughs> hoodies. <laughs> hoodies. Yay. Who knew? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's the place. A huge thank you to you, Maura, for coming thank on you. A Breath of Song. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners. I'm so glad you're singing with us. Let me remind you that sharing this podcast with your friends really makes a difference. Visit abreathofsong.com to see the show notes with all those links and lyrics and Patty Petrowski's glorious artwork. The lyrics for this one might be pretty brief and quick. You may know them already in your head, but you can still be reminded. Sign up to get artwork and music in your mailbox. How beautiful is that? Leave something in the tip jar to help cover costs. Before I'm paid, 25% is donated to the Jazz Foundation of America, which directly supports jazz, blues, and roots musicians in need. The skill and artistry of these musicians has directly shaped most of the music that I share on this podcast, yet historically they've been inadequately recognized and unfairly recompensed by people in power. This is a small step toward equity that we can take together. Mm. I'd love to sing again. Yeah. And Let's do it. let it sink in a little more deeply. Okay. Do you, would you like to do it with the loop pedal or um I think yeah. with the loop pedal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's just I I've saved what we just did, so let's just do it with that again and I can sing close each part. Mm. Okay. And maybe turn the looper up just a smidgen. It seems yeah. very quiet in my okay. ears. It might not be as quiet on the recording. Yeah. Okay. But so here we go. How does that sound? Okay, so we're going to start simple. Each day we make a little light. 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 Each day we 
a little life each day we make a little joining Maura and me today for a breath of song. I'm grateful that you are taking care of yourself and listening to your own voice. I believe making a better world starts with tuning in to ourselves and each other, which is what we just did. So yay us. If you're liking this podcast, please share with a friend and next time we'll plant another song. Be well.